Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. Michael Saylor, this guy. Everywhere in the news today, we are hearing about how he has sold his Bitcoin. If you know who Michael Saylor is, you'll know that he is one of the biggest Bitcoin bulls. So is it true? Has one of the biggest Bitcoin bulls sold their crypto? And does that mean you should as well? Stick around to the end of this call. There is more to this story than you think. And we today are going to get to the bottom of the matter. Why is this story important today? Well, BTC is undeniably trading in a tight, difficult area below that 17k level and it's pretty much not budged on the 24 hour on the one week so if it is true that one of the biggest bitcoin bulls is selling this is really bad news for us because of course our cryptocurrency market is still healing from the wounds inflicted by sam bankman fried which is summarized really nicely in this 10 second clip uh, so uh, i'm sbf uh, founder and ceo of ftx my accidental theft of our customers' life savings to create a giant overleveraged Ponzi slush fund for myself is a tragedy that should have never happened. And to all those affected, I want to say I am deeply sorry. I'm sorry. So he is a massive fraudster, but at least he's sorry, right? Ah, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Oops, sorry. Okay, I think we all get the idea. He's sorry. Let's move on to Michael Saylor now that we understand the current gravity of the situation with the cryptocurrency markets. Michael Saylor is one of the biggest Bitcoin bulls that we have in general in our markets. He's very well known for statements like the following. Or a company, it doesn't matter who it is, as long as there's at least one person in the world that understands Bitcoin and yearns for freedom, Right, it will continue. It is a uh, a decentralized ideology, and you can't kill an idea. So very well known for just defending Bitcoin, very passionately, like we've just heard. Very vocal person on crypto Twitter with very extravagant views about Bitcoin as freedom, liberation, etc. And he does put his money where his mouth is. In fact, his Bitcoin bullishness has made him considerable wealth. In 2022, Forbes' estimate of his net worth is 1.6 billion. So he is indeed a billionaire, a very high profile Bitcoin bull. So he founded the business analytics software firm MicroStrategy and ran it as CEO until early August 2022 when he moved into the chairman's role. He is a billionaire, again, thanks to timely Bitcoin investments. In October 2020, he disclosed he personally bought 17,732 Bitcoins for $175 million. Throughout 2020, he also steered MicroStrategy's corporate coffers into Bitcoin, using company cash and borrowings to buy 70,784 Bitcoins for a massive $1.1 billion. So he's not just a big spokesperson for Bitcoin, he's a big Bitcoin holder, both personally and through his corporate ventures. This explains the gravity of the situation. This would be one of the biggest bulls ideologically and literally in terms of holdings, selling his positions. So a Bitcoin price has gone through quite a roller coaster. What do you think is the high point it's going to hit? I think it'll go forever, right? I mean... I think the Bitcoin is is going to 
it's going to climb in a serpentine fashion. It's going to advance and come back, and it's going to keep. Uh, it's going to keep climbing. I think that the volatility attracts all the capital into the marketplace. So you know, he's always been talking about Bitcoin prices. Now they're going to be fundamentally bullish. He's a very big supporter here. So now that we understand who he is, let's turn our attention to the sale. It is true, in fact, that MicroStrategy sold Bitcoin for the first time after CEO Michael Saylor said earlier this year that such a sale would never happen. Citing tax reasons, the enterprise software firm sold 704 bitcoins on December the 22nd, yielding roughly $11.8 million, according to a Wednesday filing first reported by Bloomberg. So we can see the exact filing to the SEC by MicroStrategy, and we can see the details and the terms and conditions under which this sale occurred. So yes, he is selling, but I promised you more to the story. Before we get to that part of the story though, it is worth noting that this sale comes despite Sailor's vow in January that they would never sell Bitcoin. Quote, never, no, we're not sellers, he told Bloomberg in an interview. We're only acquiring and holding Bitcoin, right? That's our strategy. This isn't the first time Michael Saylor would have gotten into some controversy. You see, Michael Saylor is what we here in the cryptocurrency markets refer to as a Bitcoin maximalist. Bitcoin maximalism refers to the belief amongst cryptocurrency advocates that Bitcoin is the only true digital asset now or in the future and that all other coins are inferior distractions or scams. So your viewpoint, if you're a Bitcoin maximalist, can vary on the extent to which you disagree with other altcoins, but Michael Saylor's viewpoint is particularly strong. In fact, in the past, Michael Saylor has said that the US SEC, or Securities and Exchange Commission, would be right to shut down essentially all altcoins, which he says are being sold as unregistered securities. In an interview on the PDB podcast, the former chief executive of MicroStrategy said that many altcoins, especially leading smart contract platform Ethereum, are committing securities fraud. Other altcoins he names include Ethereum, Solana, XRP, the crypto asset used to operate Ripple Labs' payments platform. Ripple is an unregistered security, he says, it's pretty obvious. Ethereum, he says, is an unregistered security. And of course, the SEC is still in a court case with Ripple, so these statements from Michael Saylor are particularly distressing to the XRP Ripple community. So is Michael Saylor going to face the heat again for a sale of Bitcoin? Fortunately, it looks like there's more to the story. The evidence does actually suggest this seems to be a move to benefit MicroStrategy in terms of tax liabilities given how much value BTC has lost since MicroStrategy first began acquiring the cryptocurrency in 2020. MicroStrategy plans to carry back the capital losses resulting from this transaction against previous capital gains to the extent such carrybacks are available under the federal income tax laws currently in effect, which may generate a tax benefit, the company wrote. Whilst it is not unusual for big corporations to look for tax reliefs because these reliefs can be very sizable and help impact the future sustainability of the company, it all seemed a little bit suspicious that he was he was selling his Bitcoin, but then also talking about tax reasons. It just seemed like maybe a bit of a cover-up until something very important happened. 
The firm then turned around and purchased 810 BTC for about $13.6 million on December the 24th, paired with another 2,395 BTC that the company said it purchased between November 1st and December 21st for a total of $42.8 million. So MicroStrategy has now added about 2,500 BTC to its overall tally since the start of last month. That actually puts the company's total Bitcoin holdings at approximately 132,500 BTC, currently valued at just over $2.2 billion based on the current price of Bitcoin. So yes, he did sell Bitcoin, but it seems to have been for tax reliefs because very recently after the sale, he bought more Bitcoin. So if you just see headlines about the sale, bear in mind they're missing out the rest of the story which I've just shared with you. But a bigger question remains here. BTC prices are crashing. The market is not looking good. Why is Michael Saylor still so bullish Bitcoin? What is his driving principle? And this will help us understand if and when he actually will sell his entire position. To understand his position, let's re-watch this clip. Bitcoin will never die as long as there's one person alive in this world that yearns for freedom. That's what that tweet says. Whether it's a Bitcoin miner or a person with a Bitcoin wallet or somebody running a node or a company, it doesn't matter who it is. As long as there's at least one person in the world that understands Bitcoin and yearns for freedom, right, it will continue. It is a, uh, a decentralized ideology. That is it right there. Michael Saylor is not just buying Bitcoin, hoping for the price to pump. He apparently believes in the ideology. Let's explore that theory a bit more. For many, many people, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, decentralized finance was born out of a frustration with traditional markets, which led to a desire for freedom. Traditional markets are ruled by large centralized entities or intermediaries like banks, insurance companies, stock exchanges, mutual fund companies, credit companies. And this is, creates a very difficult scenario for anyone wanting access to finance or funds. Uh, someone who just wants to borrow money can never really directly access the borrower. They have to go through some sort of intermediary who then has some control over their finances, gets to charge them a lot of money, gets to slow down that transaction. Whereas mechanisms like decentralized finance remove that need for the intermediary, remove that control of the intermediary and connects the saver with the borrower. For example, the saver can deposit on a dApp on DeFi and the, borrow agree and the borrower can agree to the terms of repayment. Not to mention, the maximum and total amount of Bitcoins that can ever exist is 21 million. This is in contrast with uh, fiat currency, which the Federal Reserve and other central banks across the world have been printing like crazy at the expense of crippling inflation, which is making it impossible for so many people to go about their daily lives and keep up with the rising prices of everything. And let's not be shy about this. The current process in traditional finance is more than just inefficient. It can actually be incredibly restrictive and unfair. These intermediaries can control your finances. In centralized financial systems, governments and financial institutions have control over all your transactions. This control can be used to freeze bank accounts, remove funds, deny access to payment systems. 
The extent to which this mechanism is positive or negative is disputed, but when it comes to decentralized finance, these kind of controls or freezes can't be put in place. And I'm not just talking about freezing the accounts of fraudulent or malicious people like Sam Bankman-Fried. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm deeply sorry. But at least he's sorry. There's actually been examples of people having lost access to their finances for things like protesting. In January 2022, the Prime Minister of Canada invoked the never-before-used Emergency Act in response to freedom convoy protests. This highlighted the power centralized institutions have over citizens, as the act meant that banks and other financial entities, credit unions, loan companies, etc., had to immediately stop providing financial services to any person associated with the protest. It also meant that banks would be immune to any legal action levied against them for freezing accounts or denying services, even if the person in question was not affiliated with the protest. For Michael Saylor and for so many others in the cryptocurrency markets, it's not just about price, it's about freedom, it's about an alternative to the current control that traditional finance has over people's finances. So, to that end, as long as the ideological imperative remains, it doesn't seem as though Michael Saylor is going to be truly selling all his Bitcoin holdings anytime soon. We have taken a headline that has been trending all over the media right now, and we've looked and dug and gotten to the heart of the matter. Together, we will navigate these market conditions in 2023. See you around. <laughs> Sorry. Oopsie doopsie. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him.